Good evening. My name is Dewan Nelson, and I will be your moderator for this class. Welcome to another lecture given by the members of the Southfield, Michigan class. This is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Southfield, Michigan class was established in 1997. The Dean of the Southfield, Michigan class is Dr. Marvin Lewis. The president is Dr. Edward Ewell and the vice president, Dr. Ron Atkins. In this school, we use the true, correct and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true title of the word or son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. The name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5, that there are lords many and gods many. But we now know that each lord must have a name and each god must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title that our creator chose for himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia will prove that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any characters or letters in their alphabet that will produce a sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was the letter J in the English language until some 1400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this cloud chart, excuse me, as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart. I'm sorry, all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on this chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the word or son.
a superincorporeal being that is having the shape of a and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there is only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preference of the Holy Name Bible. Also at this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses on top Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court wound about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional objectives and aims are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh or Eleanor as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race or nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, and modern practical and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstition, skepticisms, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon or Satan and his demons operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons of the children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace. Our slogan, speak the truth. We will have now scripture read by Dr. Lauren Lewis, Matthew 19th chapter, and also prayer 
uh, by Dr. Rhonda, I'm sorry, a prayer first by Dr. Rhonda Brazil. Dr. Brazil. May we buy our hearts and minds in a moment of prayer. And thank Yahshua for another opportunity to learn more about his purpose, pattern, and plan as we come to a close of these ages and dispensations. We thank Yahshua for delivering us every day. And we pray that he continue to deliver us and deliver to us a more perfect understanding. All these blessings we ask in the name of the Savior, Yahshua Messiah, let us all say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'd like to say good evening to the class. And I'll be reading out of the King James Version, substituting the true name where appropriate. That's Matthew's, the 19th chapter. And it came to pass that when Yahshua had finished these saying, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have you not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother, and shall cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore, they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore Yahweh have joined together, let not man put asunder. They say unto him, why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffer you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was not so. And I say unto you, whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, doth commit adultery. His disciples say unto him, if the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. But he said unto them, all men cannot receive the same, save they to whom it is given. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men. And there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Then were there brought unto him little children, that he should put his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Yahshua said, suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for as such is the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and departed thence. And behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is Yahweh. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, which Yahshua said, thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. 
thou shall not steal, thou shall not bear false witness. Honor father, excuse me, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shall love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Yahshua answered unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell thy, excuse me, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Then said Yahshua unto his disciples, verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, who then can be saved? But Yahshua beheld them and said unto them, with men, this is impossible. But with Yahweh, all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and follow thee. What shall we have therefore? And Yahshua said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or land for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last and the last shall be first. That was Matthew's the 19th chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Dr. Brazil, for your prayer and Dr. Lewis for the scripture. I once again would like to welcome everyone out to tonight's lecture. As always, it's a pleasure to have any of our visiting brother, as well as our Southland members in attendance tonight. For our first speaker tonight, it's my pleasure to call on from our Southfield branch, Sister Diane Atkins. Good evening, class. Good evening. Um, ooh, you know, Yahshua is something else. I mean, um, so many things are going through my head right now. I was actually sitting here and Yahshua said, they're gonna call you. And I had been praying all day. I said, Yahshua, whatever your will is. And that's what he's had on my heart and mind lately. It's Yahweh's will, regardless of what we think or what we um, do, it's his will. Um, and I've just been thankful. I've been just in a thankful state of mind. And um, if somebody can get me John 15 and 16. Please. All right. Uh, one second. I'm sorry. John. All right. John 15 and 16. Ye have not chosen me, 
but I have chosen you and ordained okay. you. Okay, Dr. Lewis, thank you. That's 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 it. <laughs> that's all you have to really say in that. With for me, Yahweh has just He's given me such a better, a, a great understanding of himself. I walked around a lot of years thinking it was about me and it's not, never has been, never will be. So I say, I ask Yahshua on a, on a regular, whatever your will is, help me, help me to understand that. Help me to accept that and help me to know that. Because we're nothing without him. We're nothing. We can't do anything, can't go anywhere, can't have anything. But for him to choose us or him to choose me. <clears throat> that's amazing to me. And to know that from the beginning, from the beginning, he chose me. Mm -hmm. That has been on my heart and mind for a long time. I mean, I was introduced to Yahweh years, many years ago. My children were little. Husband and I, we, we were introduced to the Institute of Divine Metaphysical Research many years ago. <laughs> And it takes Yahweh to have you do what you what's going on. It, everything we do, He's in charge of it. <laughs> we don't have no no, we don't have nothing, truly nothing to complain about. And then Yahweh, He girded me. Never even heard that scripture Isaiah 45 and 5 I never even heard that so I looked up girded I said girded me I mean Yahweh I'm asking him to show me what this means he surrounded me he encompassed me he encircled me <laughs> to be able to come bring me back and really sit me down And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for that. Cause he didn't have to do that. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to, he didn't have to choose me. Another scripture that I never even heard, never all the years I spent doing what the world's doing. If you could get me Isaiah 55 and eight, please. Isaiah 55 and 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith Yahweh. <laughs> Never heard that. Never probably heard it. Had no idea that my thoughts weren't the right thoughts. I, I didn't know. But Yahweh did. <laughs> so Yahweh. He, um, Yahweh is awesome. Mm -hmm. Never knew that, never heard it, but it wasn't time for me to hear it. 
because my thoughts are not Yahweh's thoughts, nor are my ways. Our ways, it's nothing that we do and can do. Nothing for Yahweh, first of all, choose you. Nothing. I'm thankful today. I appreciate and I'm so, I'm just filled. I'm filled with the things that Yahweh has allowed me to see. Not looking at the world like I used to. Still having to ask him every day. Yahweh, I'm going out here. I mean, you know, you know what's going on. And I know you got me. I know you got me. So just keep me. Keep me. And my thought process now in the world is so different. I look at things so different. I'm so thankful for that. I didn't know that I was looking at things like, I mean, things that I thought and the things that, you know, I'm just thankful. I'm grateful. I pray that Yahweh continues to help me grow and he will. I know he will. He has. I was sitting, sitting thinking, like I said before, when, when I heard Dr. Nelson's voice, I was like, they're going to call. Yahweh told me, they're going to call you today. And I asked Yahweh, just allow me to say what's in my heart and mind. Because you know, and I know, by you helping me to understand what's in my heart. The letter J, never even thought about the letter J. The letter J was the last thing. And heard it the first time in class. <laughs> so with this teaching you have the you you almost have the uh thought of i just can't help it as as nervous as i am sometimes when i'm getting on class you, you got that that i just can't help it mode you gotta get on class you have mm -hmm. to i have to because mm -hmm. i know i need it yahweh thank thankfully he's, he's telling me on the regular you need that get on class they call you they call you and then, you know, I'm always blessed to hear, hear the gospel spoken from anybody. Cause it's, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a, so grateful, so grateful for it. Um, the scripture lesson, the, the one part where it talks about, uh, Ooh, what is that? The camel. Mm -hmm. Can that? Can you read just that one verse, uh, yep. Dr. Lewis? Please, just that where it talks about the camel. Camel. Uh, that's Matthew's uh, nineteen and twenty-three. Then said Yahshua to his disciples, "Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle." Therefore, a rich man to enter into the kingdom of Yahweh. Thank you. Thank you. Never understood that. Always wonder what, what does that mean? And um, it's a class that Dr. Brazil spoke, and she talked about the needle and the, how the camel would have to take. I, I was, I was, you know what? You ask Yahweh, and he will show it to you never knew what that meant 
we got to take off some stuff. Right. We got to. We have to take it off. It's no sense in a, you know, trying to hold on to something that doesn't mean anything. None of this stuff is going to get us where we need to be. And if you don't have Yahshua in you, you continue to just continue and just continue and just continue with the same old, same old stuff. But that, that, that verse about the camel and the needle, I may not be truly explaining it right, but those who heard Dr. Brazil, uh, Ron Brazil, when she spoke about that, I told my husband and my daughter, I said, I always wanted to know what that scripture was. I would ask Yahweh, what does that mean? Got to take off some stuff. The, the rich man, you got to take off some stuff because that stuff means nothing, absolutely nothing. And you got to make sure, ask Yahweh on a, on a regular basis. Yahweh, continue, just continue to keep me. Continue to have me learn of you because that's where my salvation lies. It doesn't lie in anything else. So I'm just gonna say, I, I thank you. Like I said, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And um, with those words, um, I'd like to say hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Dr. Hurricane, for the beautiful testimony. It's a pleasure for me to call on our second speaker, also from the South Hill Michigan class, Dr. Jean Brown. Dr. Brown. I'd like to say good evening to the class. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I'm just stuck for words. Um, can you can you really hear me? Because I get a bad outlet. Hey, yeah, we can hear you good. Oh, okay. Um, in agreement with um, the last speaker, uh, Carnal Mind, um, I've really been asking Yahshua to really listen to me. I know he is, but, you know, I'm just kind of fixed for words because, um, you know, going, being in the church world and you, you read things from class and I can't even, I can't even remember how it, how, how the wording went when I was uh, in the church, when I read the Bible. Now it's totally different. It's um, mm -hmm. enjoyable. I'll use that word. Yahshua uh, is just so good. He, he's, he's just so fabulous, you know. Uh, you could wake up in the middle of the night, do what you got to do, and he's right there on my mind. You know, I make a habit of that. You know, because uh, I like that habit. You know, best one I think I've ever had in my life uh, is the spirit, his spirit. He's my salvation. The spirit is my salvation. You know, um, just so great. Um, I, I really don't have that much to say. It's, it's you know, it's just um, the spirit of Yahshua. I, I love it. I enjoy it. It's, it's my life. Uh, I do remember coming to class the first time and it was like, yeah, okay, here we go. Here we go again. 
you know, and keep coming back, you you will learn something if you ask Yahshua with all your heart, with all everything. Because this world, this kind of thinking I have, you, you, you've got to let that go. Right. And this is what I'm working on. You know, um, this is what I'm working on. I, I you know, I, I really don't have that that much to say, but um, I don't want to ponder and I just want to sit back and just be fed this evening. So with all that, I thank you and praise Yahshua all the time. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Dr. Brown, uh, for your testimony this evening. And I, I'm the next speaker this evening. So I'd like to say good evening to the class. And um, it is indeed, um, it is indeed a pleasure to be here to uh, partake of this great gospel. It is a pleasure to be here to sit and hear this great gospel. And I just want to thank Joshua tonight for allowing us to assemble here once again. You know, some some days, uh, you know, you know, I think most days. You know, when it's time for class, you know, all of us are ready, but some days you kind of just be like, I'm ready. I'm ready for, you know, to hear the gospel, but you just need to, you know, detach and you need to hear and get, uh, hear and get fed with really is the true food. Um, you know, the food that we hear eating, you know, to feed these physical bodies and to nourish these bodies are nothing but types and shadows. But when we come to find out is that when we really, uh, desiring and really starving for is Yahshua's gospel. That's what we're that's what we're desiring um, because that's the only thing that makes everything all right. Um, I enjoyed the previous speakers. I was I'm still being really fair from last uh, last class on Sunday, and I kind of when it was on my heart and mind uh, on Sunday. And I thought about it over the last couple of days and I kind of wanted to keep on that same trend of thought. And I think the topic was change, um, you know, indirectly. We started off, the first speaker started off talking about the change that has to take place. And it brought up again um, what Dr. Hamilton went through with the butterfly, we talked about that. We just talked about this operation of what happens um, through this preaching of the gospel and what happens to the soul. Um, one of the things that we have come to learn from a natural standpoint is that, you know, you go to school, you know, for however many years, and the point of it is to learn the essential or the fundamentals so that you can function in today's world. You have to be able to read, to know what's going on. You have to be able to count, to add and subtract your money, mostly subtract, <laughs> but you have to be able to count in order to do that from a physical standpoint, to live and to exist in this world. And you start off at a very early age, you know, going to grade school, right? Uh, start off at uh, nursery school, some of us. Uh, and you go through grade school and you learn these basic fundamentals. And so what happens now over the course of time was supposed to happen anyway, is that you're supposed to be different from the time that you start 
Her didn't know how to add, didn't know how to read, didn't know how to count, uh, you know, didn't know anything about uh, history or geography. But you're graduating from that space of now, I, I didn't know these things before and now I do. And this is, that's a physical, very minute example of what this gospel does for us. Because what we come to find out is that the whole world was deceived. If you could pick it up there, uh, pick that up for me real quick. Um, but we come to find out that we were ignorant of our Heavenly Father. We didn't know anything about his name, his purpose, his pattern, why we are here, what's this all about? We had those questions in our mind and our hearts. The Yahweh put, us, put it in us instinctively to want to know who he is and to search him. But we had everything else poured into us. You know, as the moderation talks about Lord, God, Jesus Christ, some of us had that. We were indoctrinated with so many different things from the time that we were born, whether it be through, you know, your household, uh, TV, radio, where so many things were poured into us. We come to find out that a lot of these things that we had that were poured into us was completely um, in opposition of what our Heavenly Father really wants or who he really is. Also get over there and excuse me, I'm I'm not that great with the scriptures, but um, uh, I think it's Carmine is an Emedy theology. So we come to find out that we were uh, we were made flesh, and we had a carnal mind. See, meaning that carnal means the things of the flesh or physical. When we only saw things, we only digest the things that we saw that we. Um, that we heard, that we uh, were able to touch and taste. Everything that our, our existence and surroundings were about that. But our Heavenly Father is spirit, see? And before we get the other scriptures, let's just start with there, Yahweh is spirit. All right, that is, that is John 4 and 24. Mm -hmm. Yahweh is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's right. So Yahweh is spirit. So God, or who the world calls God, or when we come to find out his name is Yahweh, who is our Elohim. See, he is spirit. See, he's not, he's not a fleshly man. See, he was able to take on shape and form as the, in the persona of Yahshua the Messiah as, as flesh and blood, but he is not a man. See, that's the first off. So we had our we had our our creator in our minds like us. See what I'm saying? A man, flesh and blood, thought and, and you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and move the way we did. We come to find out that not only is he not flesh and blood, but he don't think like us. You know what I'm saying? The way that we think, the way that we thought about, think about things, that's not the way that he think. Our way of doing things is not his way of doing things. And we read that, you know, it talks about in the scriptures how my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. So they're the farthest from the earth, from the earth to the heavens, right? Mm -hmm. So we we didn't know this thing. We had him, we had him down here, you know, moving, acting like a man. But that's not what he is. He's spirit. So now we had to come to realize one that Yahweh is spirit, as it, as 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 uh, Dorian is highlighting there, and as the moderation talked about. He is pure spirit. And in that shape and form, he is the, or I'm sorry, Yahweh is the source, the substance of everything. 
See, everything that was made came out of pure spirit. See, everything, including you and I, came out of that pure spirit. He is the substance or the, or the stuff, I think to say it like that, which everything is made of, spirit. See, so Yahweh is spirit. So now we here we are in this physical state, these physical bodies, which Yahweh put us in. Now we have to learn how to worship him in spirit and truth. Now, if you think about it, this is not so far-fetched because Yahweh has given us these physical things to understand something spiritual. Now, we talked about um, the man and woman coming together, creating that baby. Yahweh truly is the one who gives the increase and causes life, right? That spermatic fluid and that egg has no power on its own without Yahweh coming through and saying, this is life, right? There's no life on earth, no existence without Yahweh's uh, causing it to be, right? So now this physical thing that's put here in this flesh knows nothing about, as at the start of things, about anything spiritual. He had to learn all the physical things, all the indoctrinated. Some of the uh, speakers like to put, we take, uh, you know, it took us years to get all this craziness and this, this, uh, you know, this uh, physical or carnality, these things poured into us. It doesn't get, it doesn't just disappear overnight. So now we're in a state where we didn't know anything about Yahweh. Now listen, what we didn't know about that state is that state is a is 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 a state that could cause the man to lose his soul forever. You have to be, you have to be on the same page. And I'm going to use very lame, very simple terms. That's the way Yahweh teaches me. You got to be on the same page to understand the, to go with Yahweh. You have to be on the same page to inherit eternal life. Got to be a part of that family. And the only way that you're part of that family is if that Holy Spirit or his Holy Spirit, which is Yahshua the Messiah, is in you taking on shape and form. Now, how does that happen? Now, I just said here that we were in a predicament. Go ahead and get that where I, uh, I asked. Uh, what was it? That's Revelation 12 and 9. Uh -huh. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Right. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Now we read over there that um that there was a war in heaven. See, we read that Michael and his angels fought against Lucifer or Satan and his angels, and the devil uh prevailed not. And now where she's talking about now, he was cast out into the earth. See, and now the assignment, if you will, of that it's a negative spirit. It's to wreak havoc. That's what it was designed to do. So when it was put here on this earth plane, and this is prior to Yahweh making man, see, he was cast out in the, air, the outer darkness, see? So this is prior to him making man or a physical creation, see? But see, now there was a war in heaven. It's cast. I'll go ahead and start that over again, uh, Felicia. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Revelation 12 and 9, and that great dragon was cast out that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. Let me keep going. No, no, that's it. Okay. So he was cast out and his angels were cast out with him, see? So now we were in a, in a predicament. Now that's, that, 
that uh, word that she um, that she that she read deceiveth. There's a th on the end of that, and so that is present. That's perfect present tense. So that means that it's then, now, tomorrow. He deceiveth the whole world. See, so that means that everybody was in this state of condition. Now we didn't know we were in this state of condition. But see, this is what we find out. This is Yahweh's purpose and his plan. His, his, his operation calls for a change that has to take place. So they use that. We use that. If you go ahead and go uh, back over to that green chart real quick, where the, uh, the metamorphosis is at real quick with the larva, or if it's another chart where it's on. So we use this. Uh, Yahweh gave us this example in the earth plane. See? We talk about this uh, caterpillar, see, who was low to the ground, see, was a creature of the earth. You see what I'm saying? It was bound to the ground, see? And so likewise, see, the earth or this state of existence or the flesh is considered the lowest state of existence. See what I'm saying? So it's likewise. So this is when Yahweh came down out of pure spirit. We talk about how that being a death and like it to a death or a barrel or him coming all the way out of his high and lofty state into a death-like state, that low life, that low state or that flesh state, see, because this is carnality. Remember, the flesh is an enemy or enemy or against or opposed to Yahweh. This is the lowest state of existence. So, so you see him there in that low state of existence. Then he goes into a, so that's like into a death. Then he goes into a burial in that cocoon uh, state or that chrysalis state. See, now in this state, he's changing. He's in a burial. In the, in the, in the, in the, in the uh, space of the tabernacle, this will be likened to the most, or excuse me, the holy place. See, now in the holy place, there's some change that happened. That happened. So first of all, when you go over to that holy place and you, and you cross through that door, so you have the deaf in the court right about start at the bottom. You have the, uh, the deaf... Uh, the death, burial, resurrection, the altar, and sacrifice, the brazen lever of water, which is likened to the burial, and that cup of holy anointing oil, which is likened to spirit oil, symbolizes or represents spirit. So you have death, burial, resurrection, or blood, water, spirit. See, the fourth step is the door, so there's our 40 principle. And now we're going through the door, that four represents the change. See, so now in here, there's some things that's happening, right? You got that seven branch candlestick. So now there's light. Light is synonymous or interchangeable with understanding. Remember I told you we were in a state we didn't know. We started off, started off talking about all these things we didn't know. We didn't know we were made carnal and that was that enmity of Yahweh and that Yahweh was pure spirit or he's spirit and that, uh, and that, those that worship him in, in spirit and truth, or those that worship Yahweh correctly worship him in spirit and truth. So these are things that we didn't know. His name, his purpose, his plan, right? So now we're in this cocoon state, or we're being sheltered, because that's, if you look at the migration pattern, when they came out of Egypt, they're in the, they're in the wilderness of Sinai, which correlates with that most holy place. Uh, I'm sorry, with that holy place, I apologize, with the holy place. And in there, Yahweh married them. He provided for them. 
He protected them. So that cocoon state, that's everything that it's a form of protection. They're, you're wrapped in, you're surrounded by. Out there in that holy place, you receive light. Understand, Yahweh said they would never be in darkness out there. So they had the sun, they had that cloud that was uh that was uh the the uh uh the uh cloud of fire that was uh you know that illuminated the wilderness of Sinai. So you see, you always they were always in light, which is synonymous again with understanding. So in this space, Yahweh is teaching. He's giving us something. He's giving us an understanding. Giving us a way to know something about Him where we didn't know before. We didn't know this has had to be a change. So before you said God, Lord Jesus Christ, you said Allah, you said Buddha, you said whatever. You didn't say anything at all. Then you come into some understanding, and now you say His name is Yahweh. You didn't know that. And guess what? In order for you to change your mind, this is what we're talking about, change. Yahweh, Yahshua the Messiah, is the only one. Yahshua the Messiah is the only one that has that power to change a man's mind. I'm talking, I'm talking, this is real power. I don't know about you, but it's very hard for me to change my mind. I get my mind fixated on something. I'm gonna have it this way. Now listen, I know I can I can see down there see that it might not be that much beneficial to me. And I'm still going, to, I'm going down there. Here's, a, here's a, a real simple example. Now, you know you got food at home. Don't go ahead and pull it in that drive-through and get that burger. It's, it's, it's full of calories and grease and handicap. Oh, it'll be okay. I'll figure out a way to work it. And still, so it's hard to change your mind. I'm told these are small, minute things, right? But they, they represent something. Yahweh is showing me that. These things, they at all level of your life, you're understanding that it takes power, Yahshua, in order to change a man's mind, to change his heart, truth, for you to see the difference. Not necessarily for someone else to see it, but for you to see it, for you to know that the change is taking place. So again, in that holy place, you have light, you have the table of shubra, uh, which is giving you uh, substance, See, uh, Yahweh says, see, I'm the bread of life. See, talking about that substance and we eating of this gospel. We talked about comparing that, that food from a physical standpoint, which is a physical representation to point to something spiritual. Your body from a physical standpoint needs the nourishment. Your, 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 um, your soul from a spiritual standpoint needs the nourishment. Some of us, we didn't know. We went all our lives consuming all, uh, all kind of uh, craziness and wonder why we had the issues that we had in our, in, our, in our personal lives, in our physical lives. Can't get it together at the job. Can't hold a relationship down. Can't hold, I'm talking about these are all kind of little things that it will manifest itself physically because you are all messed up. You don't know if you're coming or you're going. So then Yahweh sits you down and starts giving you some real food that consists of peace, that consists of joy. We ain't have no joy. You out here, we just chasing everything else in the world. You ain't have no joy. You get that, then you want something else. Me and my cousin was talking one day, you know, you, you buy something and you, oh, I can do this. I, I'm buying something else. And my, next thing you know, you're inundated in all kinds of stuff that you're not even using, but you had to have it. So it's no joy. It's no satisfaction in, in the flesh. But see, in the spiritual, you can be satisfied. What do you mean by that? How you say that? So Yahweh, Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit, these three are one. 
He showed you that you have a head cavity, chest cavity, a dermal cavity, representing the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit. These are one, uh, one body, one makeable man, one Yahweh. I'm satisfied with that. I'm full from that. See, I don't need no additives with that. You don't have to, you don't have to saute that a different kind of way for me. I'm good with that. You see what I'm saying? So he gave us the nourishment. Then we come down here and we see that we need an intercession. See, so and this is how we're still talking about change. See, because before we went into that, we went, you know, into our lives trying to fight every single battle, whatever case it be, and come out most miserable. Wonder why we couldn't get the change that we need. Wonder why we kept, we kept stumbling over the same thing. But then Yahweh had to come in and do what? Change your mind and your heart. Put some notes on it and say, listen, you got to give it all to Yahshua. You got to go to Yahshua. You got to give it all to Yahshua. So that's a change that takes place. I, you know, I said before, you know, people give, many of us, the brethren have given testimonies. I used to try to do this. I used to try to rely on my own, this, this, that, whatever. And I found that life is so much more easier. And, this, and listen, this world ain't nothing easy about this world, but Yahweh has a way to make it easier. He talked about, take my yoke upon you. My burden is not heavy, see? So now we have to come to realization that, that change, we got to change the way we do it. So again, we're talking again about this principle of change, see? And, there, and, that, and, and, and then you have the most holy place, see? And you go over in the most holy places and so you have that three beat one represent the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit. Uh, these three are one up in the most holy place, see, with the two archangels on the mercy seat, see, representing the Father, the Word, the Holy Spirit. Ultimately, this is the change that we are, um, like that butterfly. So that butterfly is in that cocoon. That, that cocoon, after its um, its period of change, then it comes, it comes out a new creature, see, the reality, see, no longer earthbound, see, those, those beautiful wings giving praise unto Yahweh. And so this is the change that we have been caused to be real or to be conscious of, that this is a forever going process that Yahweh has had, uh, that he has us in, in his purpose, see, and all of those things line up by the pattern. So we're here for the reality of the thing. You see what I'm saying? Now we are looking to rent this veil and to change once more. They take on our glorified body, see, to go with this glorified understanding that we have. See, another change again, that's what that most holy place represents. It's the reality or fruition, see, of that. See, the truly, the resurrection, see, the Yahweh has showed us that this is the way that his purpose is set up. Now, before we were operating, completely clueless over there so it's one more thing i want to get before i get down um and i was just really full from sunday's class because then i loved the way that the time was passing and, and, and it just represented some of the you know the gospel the way i've always heard it see one 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 vessel uh, sits down the other one picks back up and it's just running with that get over there ephesians second check uh, chapter for me and we talk about change see and so this is so this is you know again my one of my favorite scriptures and it are uh, it it's talking, what it's talking about is that change, see? We have, we have, Yahweh has caused us to sit down here. It's not for, not somebody asked that question, what is it for? Why are we here? Why do we, why do we come to these class day in, day out, day in, day out? See, it is to reap the benefits of Yahshua the Messiah, 
So we have we come to realize that Yahweh is Yahweh. That's is. There's no that is all it is. There's no more else to it. Everything that we have come to realize, Yahweh being who exactly what he said it was, the things that he said that will come to pass, they have come to pass and are steadily coming to pass. See, and so what that does is that establishes the faith that everything that Yahweh has promised that we can inherit, we can have that. See, he have never, he's never lied to us. He has showed us himself over and over and over again. That is the that is the beauty in this gospel, the repetition, the beauty and preaching of the gospel, the blood, the water, the spirit, the death, burial, resurrection. I'm telling you, if it was to be a whole lot of change up for me, I can't speak for you, but for me, I would probably be lost a long time ago. See, but Yahweh has caused it to be very simple, has gave us like, uh, like babe, you know, the father, you understand what I'm saying? A true father, a true parent, the husband, a true husband has gave it away to make it easy for us to recognize. And when you start seeing it in operation and everything that you do and in everything that you see in here, it just re-solidifies his power and it's beautiful every single time, no matter which instance he shows you in. It's beautiful because you know he is real. You ain't got to look up in the sky and ponder and wonder what's up there or what's there. We ain't, we ain't looking in the sky. We're looking right within ourselves, see, all of the creator, all the power, see, that there is, see, is we are, we are coming conscious of what that is and who it is that is dwelling within us. Go ahead and read Ephesians 2nd chapter. Ephesians 2 and 1. Oh, you got it, Lauren? And you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Now, Lauren, excuse me, Dr. Lewis, I'm going to interrupt you just a little bit. And we've been through the scripture, but again, never gets old, see? Yeah, we're talking about the change. See, it, yeah, we, we, have to, we have to marvel with it. We have to be thankful for the change. It is his operation. It is his process to get you from point A to point Z, see? You know what I'm saying? For, get you from death, hell, and the grave to eternal life. It's his process. So if you hear quicken, read. And you have the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Now we according talked about we talked about that caterpillar being earthbound. See, so you were dead in your sins. You walked the earth according to the course of this world, chained to the physical, chained to the flesh. You see what I'm saying? We have that that um that uh uh the tabernacle uh, uh i think it's the uh not the tabernacle uh chart where it has the uh the mystery of uh the mystery of iniquity the mystery chart two mystery chart yep and it has the uh irash irish hours forget what it's called but you see if you see if you scoot it over just a little oh no no maybe that's my screen i'm sorry so if you see that in this pattern you have the mystery of righteousness the mystery of iniquity see and you see how they look very similar you know saying from an outside appearance you see the man drawn a figure drawn you see the bride or the woman drawn inside of the uh tabernacle see but see, we come to realize it's never been about what's outside that's the reason why you know especially for you know say a single people <laughs> we talk about meeting people we'd be like oh man she was she looked so nice and so good and as soon as she opened her mouth all atrocities and every other kind of thing that come out. Like, I can't deal with that because it's what's inside. So these attributes are what we're looking at. 
So you see one of the righteousness has these right, this righteous attributes, and one of the iniquity has these, you know, these uh, iniqu iniquitous uh, attributes, see, murder, sin, see, you see a God of this world, beast, you see what I'm saying, Yahshua the Messiah is a healer, a provider, see, a shepherd, or someone who we follow, see, our rest, talking about Sabbath, see, so you see those, those two things, they look, they look from outside, you're looking at something, you say, okay, I can see the similarities, but then when you look at the attributes, it's completely different, see, so to you, he had quickened. See, we were, we were, uh, I, I asked for this because of the chain around the head. We know that satanic spirit, see, is, 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 com is completely always going to be confined to this chain or represents bondage. But this is something that Yahweh, through Yahshua Messiah, has the ability to break your chain, see, set you free. See, you understand you know what I'm saying? So the things that you were, uh, that you were in bondage to, the Israelites, they were bondage to Egypt. See, you were in bondage to whatever, you know, uh, you know, carnalities, the works of the flesh, the uh, things of this world, your job, your, your family, your whatever it is. You were in bondage to those things. Lord God, Baal, we were in bondage to those things, chained to those things. See, institutionalized, doc indoctrinated with those things. But Yahshua, had, his gospel has the ability to break the chain. See, so go ahead and read where you're at, Dr. Lewis. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, mm -hmm. according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, mm -hmm. among whom also we all had our conversation in time past. Now, see, listen, he's describing, and this is all of us. We've always said all of us, we had that conversation. We were, we were those words, those, those um thoughts, those attributes they were they were manifested from us we didn't even know I'm, I'm a pretty good person i didn't kill anybody i didn't you know what I'm saying i didn't do any any harm or whatever we were full of it didn't even know we all see what he says we all had our part in this in our times past read mm -hmm. among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh mm -hmm. fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of mm -hmm. the mind Mm -hmm. And we're by nature the children of wrath. And by nature the children of wrath, read. Even as others. Mm -hmm. But Yahweh, who is rich in mercy. So here's the conjunction, right? But, see, beautiful, those beautiful conjunctions. You know, because we could, he could have left us there. You could have stayed there. But Yahweh, who is rich in mercy, read. For his great love wherewith he loved us. Uh -huh. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with the Messiah. Mm -hmm. By grace, you are saved. By grace, you are saved. Not of not your, uh, your winning personality, not by, you know, how much you donate uh, to the class or how much you, uh, you know, uh, you know, how much you help out here or help out there. It's by grace, you're saved. You see what I'm saying? And so we talked about the, the thought, the process of being saved or the change, that's a true change, right? Because you were once bondage, you were once in peril, and now you are being delivered or saved or rescued. The state of your, your, your whole conditioning, your mind is different, see, in that space. Think about something you've been rescued from, and from even from a physical standpoint, oh, my, my bills are getting ready to get the best of me or whatever, and something came along, some additional money came along, I was saved from that. So all the stress and all the whatever I have prior to that, you know, it's instantly removed. 
You see what I'm saying? Out the way. So likewise, Yahweh is we had we're in a condition or a state of condition. See, now he we were we were delivered, we were delivered from the condition that we were in. Now, once he's shown us how he's delivered, how he do how does he do that? By the preaching of the gospel, blood, water, spirit, death, burial, resurrection, understanding his purpose, understanding that pattern allows us to see how. Yahweh, who has all power, was able to accomplish our salvation in a systematic way, too. You know what I'm saying? And he has continuously did it over and over and over and over again and left a, a litany of witnesses, a trail of witnesses, so that you are without excuse, that you cannot mistake it for anything else. This is what's happening. That's why we can't get down here in 2021 talking about there is no salvation. How is that? He's been saving the entire time since you took your first breath. There was a principle of salvation manifested in your life. Whether you were conscious of it or not, that's what came out that last class. And just because you didn't know doesn't mean it wasn't so. See, we didn't have a clue. That was the state that we were in. That's what ignorance means. It means darkness. It means not knowing. We didn't know it. Think about it. That's a that's that's what we call a silent killer. People hard, you know, walk around with cancer and all kinds of different things. And then when they find out it's too late. But Yahweh, who's rich in mercy, called you. Called you, called me, and gave us a diagnosis early. Yeah, you're you you got it. You got it. You got the deception. You got it. But I have the remedy. He diagnosed us early, prescribed us death, burial, resurrection, blood, water, and spirit to alleviate us and to relieve us from the, the bondageness of that satanic spirit. See, I'll work a work in your day. See, he has definitely he has definitely done that. Go ahead and finish that up, Lauren. I will try not to interrupt you. Among whom also we had our conversations in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Mm. But Yahweh, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with the Messiah. Mm. By grace you are saved. Mm -hmm. and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Yahshua the Messiah. In Yahshua the Messiah, sitting in heavenly places, see, right now. So I, if we come to think about it, we just stop and think about all that is that Yahshua has done for us. And I know all of us have been in this space for quite some time. But I'll tell you one of the things that's been so powerful during this whole pandemic and you know, change in course of, of the world. We talk about change, right? You know, things that, you know, you turn, you wake up one day, the next day, everything is completely different. See, but Yahweh has, one of the things that Yahweh has continuously stayed the course of being is our joy and our hope. See what I'm saying? We don't have to, we don't have to worry about, sometimes we look at some of this stuff and it, it can get, try to get you down. It can make you, depressed and very anxious and very, you know what I'm saying, what's going on? But then Yahweh will steal you, you know what I'm saying? Small voice, you know, even the, even, even the brethren, their testimonies, us getting up here 
uh, preaching this gospel, you know, giving our thanks to, uh, to Yahshua the Messiah with the same story or the same experiences that Yahweh is delivering us, sheltering us, protecting us, providing for us during this time. There's nothing new else to say about that experience other than Yahweh is continuously proven to be who he said he is. And that is the salvation. You see what I'm saying? That's what he is. Yahweh is salvation. See, to protecting us, protecting us, putting us into the space, heavenly places, even, even amongst all the turmoil, giving you some peace. And all of us have been put in situations of, as of late where it threatens to impede on the peace. See, want to take you out of your square, want to put you in a different space. You see what I'm saying? And so we're so weird because, and I'm just giving this as a personal caveat or testimony real quick. And my experience has been, I think I told one of the brothers this before, it's weird to me that you go through the worst or the hardest times in your life, and that's the time that you want to retreat. I want to, I'm going to go and, uh, you know what I'm saying, I don't feel like going to class today. I just, I'm, woe is me. I'm in my space. I'm in my, I'm in my death. I'm in my, you know, I'm in, you know, whatever. And that's the time that you, you know, saying where it should be the opposite. When you are going through the most, when you are dealing with all of that is, you know, the only one that can save you from it. And I'm not talking about just changing your circumstances from a physical standpoint. I'm talking about give you rest. So you won't be up all night, <laughs> give you peace. So you can sleep, so you can still smile and say, thank you, Yashua. It's the time to run towards Yashua. Now, I'm, I'm saying this to myself, but I've noticed that, you know what I'm saying, with mankind, that's what we do. We, we go through the hardest times of our life and we want to, I'm going to do it, but where are you going to go? You can't go nowhere. You better take it to Yashua. You better take it to him quickly. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's, this is, that's, that's, that's what this is about here, see? Yahshua the Messiah, he's the provider. He's the father. He's the comforter. That's what we have to go to, see, during this time. So it has us sitting in heavenly places. And I think this is a little more in that, Lauren. I'll let you finish. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Yahshua the Messiah. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of Yahweh. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Mm -hmm. For we are his workmanship, created in Yahshua the Messiah unto good works, which Yahweh hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, mm -hmm. remember that ye being in time past, Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision. By and remember, now he's saying, don't ever forget this is our testimony. See what I'm saying? Someone is saying, how do you how do you know Yahshua the Messiah is it? Why are you so convinced? I'm gonna tell you why. Because he delivered me from death, hell, and the grave. See that remember we talked about that first aim was to help you learn and find. Before it was to learn, to know and find Yahweh. Now it's to help you. So we have had these experiences. This is what he's talking about now. We not, don't. You can't be far off removed. You gotta always remember what happened, what transpired. There was a change. See, that's what that apostasy is. The apostasy is it's a falling away from which one formerly believed. You know, Yahweh came and got you out of the world. That was the testimony. 
that he saved your soul, that he saved your life. Through how? How? Through the preaching of the gospel, through his death, through his burial, through his resurrection, through his blood, through his water and spirit. We sat on our seats and said, it seems so silly. Talking about the uh, the simple things will confound the mighty. It seems so silly. And right. then we forget and we fall away. See, that's what that apostasy is. See, so don't forget that it's a saying in there. Don't ever forget where you come from. <laughs> that's what they say when, you, when you're from the hood. Don't forget where you come from. See, but see, it's not about some physical, uh, you know, attachment to people or anything like that. It's about recognizing that the, you were in a state and condition that you could not get yourself out of. No one could come get you out of it. Not your mom, not your dad, they love you. Listen, I call my mother my angel, walking on earth. I think my mom has done more than me for me than ever, than anybody, right? But my mom, could, she can't get me, rescue me from, uh, from that state of condition that we're talking about that we were all in. She could not do it. It was Joshua the Messiah that came and got me. So we must never forget. All right, I'm sorry, Dr. Rose, go ahead and read. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh mm -hmm. who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that mm -hmm. at the time you were without the Messiah, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers mm -hmm. from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without Yahweh in the world. Do you see but what he's describing? <laughs> Listen to the words. Right. We had no hope. None. See, read on. But now, in Yahshua the Messiah, in Yahshua you, Messiah, you who were sometime were far off, are made nigh by the blood of the Messiah. Listen, are made close by the blood of Messiah. We were far off. We were way out here. My dad used to say, out to lunch out the box, wasn't a part of it. See what I'm saying? Under that old law, you know, we so quick, we were so, you know, the, the Christian world was so was so quick to adapt that law. You weren't even part of that law, under that law, you see? And listen, if you knew, if Yahweh was able, if you were able to learn, you wouldn't want to be part of that law. It was a burden to them. And see, now it's a time of grace. See, after Yahshua's death, burial, resurrection, outpouring of the Holy Spirit, Ascension. See, now we have the opportunity of being made nigh or made near to Yahshua the Messiah. See, there was no, there was no salvation in that under that law. See, it wasn't, and that's the reason why he came in, got it out the way, and made a new covenant. See, go ahead and read. Mm -hmm. But now in Yahshua the Messiah. <clears throat> excuse me, ye who were sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of the Messiah. For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, mm -hmm. having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace. Mm -hmm. and that he might reconcile both unto Yahweh in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were nigh. Mm -hmm. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Mm -hmm. 
Now, therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens. Read. But fellow citizens with the sons and of the household of Yahweh mm -hmm. and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Yahshua the Messiah himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together grows into a holy temple in Yahweh in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of Yahweh through the spirit. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Lewis, for, uh, for reading that. Listen, it's a beautiful thing that we, uh, we have come to here, uh, brethren. I, you know what I'm saying? I just want to always admonish and encourage, uh, you know, call on Yahshua in all things. This word endure, and Dr. Lewis was talking about it last time he was on the floor. But this, this enduring that we've been hearing about our entire lives, he did endure to the end. He that endured to the end. He that endureth to the end. We talk so many different ways, so many different things that that endure fits, endures sound doctor. We've heard that. See, but endure your trials, your tribulations, your tests, the thing that those things that Yahweh allows to be. You understand what I'm saying? All through the scriptures, this is what we saw. You know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give your seed this land, you know, flowing with milk and honey. They won't have to work for nothing. They won't have to do anything. But first, they got trials. They got tribulations. You see what I'm saying? Joel, we've seen these examples over and over and over again. So I'm saying, be like Joel. See, you understand what I'm saying? Be like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, you see what I'm saying? No matter what the fire is, no matter what the trial is, ask for endurance. Ask Yahshua to keep you. See. Ask them to keep you. Ask them to keep your loved ones. You see what I'm saying? I know that I'm, I'm asking Yahweh to keep me, keep my loved ones, and I hope they're asking Yahweh to keep me as well. And the bonds of peace have got anything out of it. All praises due to Yahshua. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Dr. Nelson. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, for our next speaker, uh, we will have... Uh, uh, from the dean from the Artport, New York. Uh, no, 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 uh, just oh, welcome. No. Oh, okay. I would like to welcome Dr. Paul, um, Dr. Paul, dean from Artport, New York. I'm sorry. And the next speaker will be Dr. Lewis, Dorian Lewis. I'm sorry, read that wrong. All right, good evening, class. I'm going to be brief. Uh, what uh, This has been a wonderful class, and I thank you, Ashley, for it. And the things that they were talking about, um, Yahweh brings things to our remembrance. We can get that, John, uh, 14th chapter. The Holy Spirit brings things to your remembrance. John 14 and uh, 26. Mm -hmm. John 14 and 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. That's a key point right there. He, this is Yahshua the Messiah, who was Yahweh manifested in the flesh speaking. He's telling his disciples that this comforter that he's going to send after his death, burial, and resurrection is going to teach them all things and bring all things to their remembrance whatsoever he said to them. You know, a lot of times we stop there. We just say, bring all things to your remembrance. So I remember it's going to be what Yahweh told you. 
because we will forget. We'll forget the things that Yahweh showed us. And so Yahweh gave Dr. Kenley a vision and he showed him that Yahweh Elohim is the archetype original pattern of this universe and that all things go by this pattern. And we say that every moderation, you understand? Uh, give me 1 Corinthians 10th chapter. <clears throat> and so what he said was Yahweh Elohim is the pattern. And then he, and, uh, he showed this, he showed Moses in the vision, this super incorporeal shape and form transfiguring or transforming into this threefold intangible sanctuary and then you had moses build one exactly like it or a physical sanctuary a tangible sanctuary in the wilderness of sinai so in other words this one was spiritual this one was physical but they are equivalent or they are the same thing it's the same pattern is what i'm trying to say you understand so dr kenley also taught us that this pattern uh all things go by this pattern. And uh, Felicia, Dr. Felicia Hamilton just mentioned it on Sunday's class, that if we really understood this pattern, we'd be able to, uh, for lack of a better phrase, predict the future, not in the way we think, you know, like Swami with a, with a crystal ball, but you will be able to see what's happening. And, and we've had some members who understand it enough to do that. You can see something coming around this time, a day of atonement, there's something coming here, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, that it does not deviate. It's infallible. Yahweh's pattern. It's infallible. So he said, now this, he said that we had to begin at Moses. And that's what Yahshua did with his disciples after his resurrection. He began at Moses with them to show them how he was fulfilling all of that. All the things that happened with the children of Israel and Moses were an example unto us. You understand? Dr. Kinley called this the migratory pattern. It's still, it's not a different pattern. It's still going by the same threefold nature of, of the tabernacle pattern. You understand? Which is an explanation of Yahweh Elohim, who is the original pattern. All right? Just copies of copies of, you understand? The, 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 the tabernacle is a copy of Yahweh Elohim. You understand? The, the uh, what did I just call it? <laughs> The migratory pattern is a copy of the tabernacle pattern. It's, they're all doing the same thing, showing us the same thing. All right. So uh, read that real quick. That's 1 Corinthians 10 and 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Right. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Right. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. Right. So they drank of that spiritual rock that led them, and that rock was the Messiah. Right. But with many of them, Yahweh was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters, as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Mm -hmm. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day, three and 20,000. Mm -hmm. Neither let us tempt Yahshua as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither mm -hmm. murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Okay, that's about, that's good enough. I want, I, what I wanted was that these things or what happened with the children of Israel through this, what we call the migratory trek mm -hmm. or the migratory pattern were for our examples. That's I'm talking about the same. Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
Now all these things happened to and unto them for examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Right, upon whom the ends of the world or the end of the age has come. Now, in this migratory pattern, now you see those are for our examples. So if we look at it, and I'm talking about the same thing that we talked about Sunday and the previous speakers have talked about, this change that Yahweh makes in us. If you look at this migratory pattern, look what happened to them. We are going to follow that same pattern. So they are in Egypt, as the previous speaker talked about. They are in bondage in Egypt. This is all they ever knew. This is 430 years. You understand that they, this is generations of them were in bondage. Generations. That's your mama, your grandmama, your great grandmama. Generations. That's all they've ever known in bondage. You understand? So there comes a time, though. When you muted yourself, Dorian. I'm Dorian. Okay, sorry. There's a uh, there was a time when y'all said time for them to come out of this bondage. So now they this is. Uh, down in Egypt, that represents the court roundabout. They had to take out that lamb. That's a death, just like that altar in the tabernacle. You understand? They had to, they came to the Red Sea, and they went to and through the Red Sea. That's like into a burial. You just like that labor represents the burial. There was an angel in that cloud that they followed. That's like into the Holy Cup of Anointing. Then they come into the Red Sea. So now they were in slavery. They were in this awful situation, right? Now they're out of it. And now everything is peachy king and they ain't had no more problems, right? Is that what happened? That's not. That's how we would love it to be, but that ain't how it went. That ain't how it went. So then they come out here and this was like a proving ground. They were tried out here to see whether they would be obedient to Yahweh. You understand? But they were out here. And what did they do? First of all, uh What's the scripture that says stand in the holy place? Just quote it. You don't have to read it. That's Matthew 24. Right. When, when you, you see, see the, the abomination. Right. When you see the abomination of desolation, stand in the holy place. So this in the wilderness of Sinai represents the holy place. You understand? They didn't sit down. They weren't resting on their laurels. They wandered in the wilderness. They didn't stay in one place. So they had to uh, stand in the holy place. Now in that holy place, just like in this tabernacle, they had some light. They had that cloud that was a fiery, uh, fiery cloud at night, a cloud by day and a fiery pillar at night. They had, uh, they had the table. Uh, they had the manna that rained down from heaven, which represented the table of showbread, or was likened to the table of showbread. And they had an intercessor. So keep in mind, we're talking about what you and I are going through. You understand? We come out of a situation, or out of the world, or out of whatever it was. And that's the other thing about them being in Egypt too. It don't matter what it is. They were down there in a polytheistic society. They had gods for everything. Many, many, many gods. They were in that. You understand? So we came out of whatever we came out of. It ain't just the church world, whatever you was in. For those of us who grew up in this gospel, we, I've heard many of us had the same testimony. You still had concepts. Yeah, I grew up knowing Yahweh Elohim Yahshua and still had everything wrong. In my mind, we come up with our own stuff. You understand? And so Yahweh has to, and you got to leave it too. You got to leave that behind. You understand? So then you start learning about Yahweh. You think everything going to be peachy king. But see, now you got to put what you know to the test. Now Yahweh wants to see. Now are you going to be obedient or not? 
You understand? So that's them in the wilderness. You understand? And then they mess up all the time. Now, any of us mess up? <laughs> Some of us more often than not, you know, you know in yourself what happens with you. You understand? When you're obedient to Yahweh, when you're not obedient. And what does Yahweh do? Does he overthrow you? No. They had an intercessor, which is represented by this, uh, this uh, altar of uh, incense. They had an intercessor in Moses that pled their case. So just like that, you and I have the Holy Spirit or Yahshua in us that pleads our case to the Father. You understand? So that we are not overthrown in the wilderness through these little problems and things that we go through in our lives. Our unbelief, our dis disobedience. You understand? And so then they come and they go to spy out the land. You understand? They was not supposed to be, or originally, I would say you're going to be 40 days in this wilderness and go spy out the land and see what happens. And what did they do? Remember, this is all for our example. So you apply this to whatever you're dealing with. I'm applying it to what I'm dealing with. That the previous speaker was talking about, sometimes you just do get like, you get, oh, woe is me, or I don't know, what is this, what's happening? What am I doing? It ain't, ain't, ain't nothing helping, you know? You see, so they get up there and what do they see? Giants in the land. And they say, we can't overcome them. We can't defeat them. And then Yahweh done brought them through the Red Sea and destroyed Pharaoh, got them out of bondage. They didn't see sights, you understand? But they get up here and listen, that's the same as you and I. You have seen Yahweh break chains in your own heart and mind remove dearly held things, beliefs that was wrong as two left shoes, but you still wasn't letting them go. You seen Yahweh change you. But then here come another issue. And it's like, I don't know. That doubt, that unbelief, you understand? But again, what is it? They have Yahshua, the son of none with them. And he, anyway, I'm jumping ahead. So they, they didn't believe through unbelief. So what happens? They have to stay in this wilderness for 40 years because of their unbelief, you understand? But that was part of Yahweh's purpose, too, because who went over is those original or those ones who came out of Egypt, they died off in the wilderness. But their children or the new birth or the new man, their inner man, went on. Yahweh took them over across the River Jordan and into this land that he promised them, which is a type of the most holy place or a type of heaven. You understand? He did deliver just like he said he would. You understand? And it was Yahshua who delivered them not Moses. So it'll be Yahshua who delivers us, you understand, through whatever we're dealing with and through this whole process of a change. And it is a process whether we like it or not, you understand? So uh, I just see those things. It's just Yahweh, when, when a previous speaker was going through that, Yahweh just reminded me of that. Now, as he said, to the world, that is foolishness. You just sit there just saying the same old thing. We done heard about Moses and them forever. I want something new, something that's going to change me. This is this is it. And that's what Yahshua said. Give me um, the precept upon precept real quick, and I'm done. So that just uh, just gave me, you know, you know when Yahweh just reminds you of something, he brings something to your remembrance. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. What am I tripping for? You understand? Mm -hmm. This is the change, and this is the process that Yahweh has, and it don't matter whether we like it or not, it's going to operate this way. 
You understand? Mm -hmm. So are we going to get out here and be upset about it and be mad about it and just say, I don't want to do it? Are we going to be like them? And when they got to this Red Sea, say, let us go back. And I'll tell you, that's the issue that we as human beings have. A lot of times we just want to go back. We don't want to, this, this is new. When Yahweh changed you, and he take whatever concepts you had away from you. That's new. And it, for, for, a lot, for us, it's uncharted territory. And we're afraid of that. You understand? We don't want to, no, I want to go to what I know and what's comfortable. You know, they got that phrase, the devil you know. Many of us just go back to what we know, even though we know it ain't good and ain't right, but hey, it's comfortable because I know what to expect. You understand? You see, we're going to do that. We're going to run back to Egypt, back to bondage, whatever that bondage is. I ain't talking about just going back to church. I'm talking about our old concepts because it's easier. And this is what I always thought. And so it's more comfortable for me to believe it like this. You understand? Or accept what Yahweh is showing us and trust what he has done for us. Get that scripture, and I'm done. Mm -hmm. That's Isaiah 28 and 9. Right. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Mm -hmm. Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. For precept must be upon precept. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Line upon line. Here a little and there a little. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. Mm -hmm. to, to whom he said this is the rest this is the rest that Where constant repetition right. blood water spirit 40 death burial resurrection ascension you understand yahweh elohim yashua this round trip just like they had to take that round trip that's part of the migratory trip you understand abraham started up here yahweh showed him the land and then his progeny had to go down and be evilly evilly entreated just like yahweh started as pure spirit and had to come out and suffer those death suffer that death you understand you see but he makes that round trick and goes right back to pure spirit they saw him ascending on the clouds typing him and and after his resurrection they saw him go right back to this super incorporeal form he was appearing and disappearing all around him just go right back to where he came from you understand and then they saw him in a vision ascend on the cloud that's like or he disappeared out of their sight that's like him going to that pure spirit abstract state going back you understand and so they abraham starts in Canaan land and then he they have to come down his progeny and then yahweh takes them right back to where they started you understand but he has changed them along that way you understand so uh finish that up real quick to whom he said, this is the rest, uh -huh. wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. Right. And this is the refreshing, right. yet they would not hear. Right. But the word of Yahweh was unto them precept upon precept. It don't matter if they didn't hear it. Oh, you don't want to hear it? Guess what? It's still precept upon precept. Precept Death, upon burial, resurrection. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Precept upon precept. Mm -hmm. Line upon line. But I need something new. I done heard that my whole life. Mm-hmm. Line upon line. Oh, right. Here a little and there a little. Mm -hmm. That they may go and fall backward and be it's 2021. Ain't we gonna modernize this this gospel? We need something to get some new butts in the seat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the word of Yahweh is still precept upon precept. Right. Precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little. You understand? Go ahead. But the word of Yahweh is unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line. Here a little and there a little, 
that they may go and fall backward and be broken and snared and taken. That they, those who don't hear, you're going to go, if you don't accept that, you're going to fall backward and be broken and snared. That means trapped and taken. You understand? So this is the rest. So uh, I hope that, that I hope that, uh, I hope that uh, you got something out of that. All praise to you, Ashley. Thank you, Dr. Lewis, uh, for the beautiful testimony. And for our next speaker, it is a pleasure to call and uh, apologize. I always forget what branch school uh, you're from, but uh, Ontario. Dr. L Ontario. Sorry about that. Thank you. Dr. Lionel Van Manzu. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, I uh, just have to look down the uh, the scroll bar on the right hand side and see that I'm from the uh, school in Hamilton, but uh, like like oh, one of your members, it's, it's Felicia's town. Felicia. Right, 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 Hamilton. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Get it right. I'm just being being silly with you, but it's all all good. Uh, greetings from over here in Hamilton, and um, so very grateful for listening to the testimony of I believe it was Diane and Janine and Dewan and uh, Dorian, and uh, you know, whether you said a little or a lot, it's still speaking from your heart and the importance of doing that, because that's all you have to do is to uh, share the love that you have. That's, that's all we have, which the scripture lesson also speaks about that love. You know, the possessions we have, they don't amount to much, right? You know, you got a fancy car, and next thing you know, you're going down the interstate and then you take a rock off the windshield or off the fender or something like that. And now you got a claim and you got a fixed. Those things don't amount to anything. And dollars and cents come and go with inflation, et cetera, all those things. But um, but let's go here. Let's go to uh, Hebrews 12 and 1. That is Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You got to run with patience. It's an endurance, just like uh, Joan was saying, you know, endure to the end, right? You've got to run with patience that you need to keep some in the reserve in your tank as it were to make sure that you have enough to go on obviously yahweh is still el shaddai almighty provider at the same time you know we need to be prepared to endure to the end this is not a sprint just like um the discourses or the information that i heard when i was a, uh, a young kid being dragged around by my parents as a as a five or six year old, whatever else, the same things I'm hearing now. And as much as I've heard them for that duration of time to now, I can't explain all of those things. Why is that? Because it wasn't paying attention? No, because I'm still learning those things that I heard when I was a child through my, up until now that we're still learning. And this is an exercise as it were, uh, for us to go and, and work with well, Joshua's a teacher. We have to work with the resources we have, right? And it's that great cloud of witnesses, right? Just like with the uh, Isaiah 28, where you were, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept, and all those things. And those things are still important. Yet for some, they heard it, and it wasn't good enough, right? Or they're caught up. They wanted something new. 
itchy ears or want to catch, keep up with the Joneses. You know, you know, the disposable society we live in. You know, the second your cell phone is old or there's a new model out, you know, next thing you know, you're you're lined up at the counter getting a new one, right? You know, and that's just kind of how that goes sometimes, unfortunately. But just do the do the first line there, please. Or re recap the first line. Isaiah. Uh, nope. Uh, Hebrews 12. I'm sorry. No problem. Just went away from it. Okay. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin with which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. All those things that we bring with us sometimes is uh, comes back to bite us, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and just like the uh, previous vessel was talking about there, the children of Israel, and they went up you know, when you look there in the center of the chart, lo and behold, they were in bondage for many, many, many years, grand generation, 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 and so forth. And certainly one could spend time to calculate how many generations are down there. I'm not going to do that. And lo and they're in bondage. And the work got harder and harder and harder. And lo and behold, before they're coming out, there's a death decree that the babies, the first male, uh, male child, when being birthed, the midwives were told to, you know, kill that baby. And lo and behold, the midwives feared Yahweh more than they feared the rulers of the day, right? They took the life in their hands, as it were. And, and, and then, you know, when Moses comes down after, uh, he's, well, spent 40 years in Egypt, 40 in the wilderness, he's coming down after receiving the name at the burning bush and presenting that to, to the children of Israel, who knew Yahweh as the Elohim of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So they had that lineage of witnesses of that's that Elohim who delivered and fulfilled and began and set up all those promises to lead them on the on the way to where they were but also with that promise is also speaking about going to that promised land or canaan's land that flows of milk and honey and and when they moses is down there lo and behold you know the captains and pharaoh and so forth said look they got to go make more you know and, and they they're not going to go make the the hay from the barn to go make the the bricks they got to go out and get the stubble right and then the plagues were poured out and some some were for both and, and seven were for the children for the egyptians there with the darkness and so on but it's that passover that's so important with that lamb that's pointed to yashua the messiah that had no spot and no blemish right and they came through that red sea they're moving from as it were you see there that court roundabout just like the previous vessels were talking with that pattern right they're moving through that doorway. What they passed through that Red Sea and didn't get wet, passed through dry ground. That's like going through a door. It's not like you're gonna go in through your come home from work and all of a sudden you're gonna just run through your wall. Well, you got in the house, but lo and behold, the door you opened the door and you came in. You weren't bringing the, the bricks and the mortar and the timber with you. They proceeded into that holy place, as it were. They're in the wilderness, right? But with the eye on the prize to go to that most holy place, right? So, they, but once they get them that holy place, they're not going back down into Egypt. They wanted to stay there when they're at the Red Sea and complained. What, weren't there enough graves in Egypt? Lo and behold, there they are. And Yahweh set it up. So, hey, send over some spies over to the land of Canaan to check it out. And these are all tests to prove them and to prove all, all those and are examples unto us as well, right? You know, um, let's go to Numbers um, uh, 13. Doo, 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 doo. 
Yep, 13 and 1. Please. All right, this numbers 13 and 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Yeah, you got to send over there, right? Yahweh's telling Moses to, you know, send men over there to the land of Canaan to, to survey the land, to check it out, right? The land of Canaan. Verse mm -hmm. 3. Mm -hmm. uh, send yeah, verse sorry, 3. Verse 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, Moses, and Moses, by the commandment of Yahweh, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. Yeah, so he's being obedient. Yahweh told him to do something. He's going to go send them out there to go ahead and, and survey the land, okay? And they sent them to survey the land, and it gives a list of all the folks in there. You see Caleb's in there, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, and he's one of the ones that came back with a true report, okay? So now they've gone and surveyed the land for, uh, pick it up in verse 25 now. All right, verse 25. And they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. Oh, there's a 40 in there. Look at that. Okay, so they returned from surveying the land. These things follow a pattern, all right? They returned to give the report. Okay, 26. And they went and came to Moses and, and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the, of the land. They came back with samples, right? This is what we this is what we saw. Look, if you don't believe us, here's the fruit of the land, right? Mm -hmm. Read on. And they told him and said, We came into the land whither thou sentest us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Yep. And it goes back to right when you go back to uh Exodus, the third chapter, when Moses is, is has received the name of Yahweh there at the burning bush. Or, you know, and go down to land flowing with milk and honey. Well, here they are. They've sent spies over. They've come back with milk and honey. And it's true that Yahweh's report, as he told them, is true. He's not a failing L, right? He's going to make it so. He says it, and it's going bring it, to bring it to be, okay? Have no doubt about it. Man, he'll come up short every time, okay? But anyway, um, verse 30, uh, 28, 28. Right. All right. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Yeah. So look, it's walled, a great land. Well, remember where they just came out of Egypt. They've been there for generations and generations. OK, but the great land and powerful and armies and, you know, pyramids and all kinds of things that Yahweh delivered them. Remember, as one of the other vessels spoke about, don't forget where you came from. Don't forget that they came out of Egypt and the power, uh, Yahweh brought them out with a powerful hand. And that's why he rose up Pharaoh, right? So when you're over here seeing the next challenge, don't forget where you came from, how Yahweh brought you all this mighty long way, right? And this applies to us too, because these things are an example unto us right. as well, which you can read about that in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Okay, so then they, they uh, uh, go down to... Verse 30. So the folks are getting a little bit little bit edgy there, right? But mm -hmm. you've got to have a calming and a stillness that needs to happen. Verse 30. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. He remembers where he came from in the sense that he's not bringing the, 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 the weakness. And you know, he's remembering that power of Yahweh that fought, that brought them out through that Red Sea. And, and delivered them through, you know, the, the Passover, the death angel came by and killed the firstborn. It didn't happen to their household. Why? Because they had the blood on the door. Their mm -hmm. land was out without spot and blemish, right? 
we can take it now. Let's go get it, right? Look who brought us this far. Right. Didn't bring you this far to lose you. But if you're going to get lost, it's you know that adversary is going to come back seven strong. He's going to try and get you, mm-hmm. which you can read about in Luke as well, right? You know, mm-hmm. when they find the house clean and garnished, lo and behold, that adversary has no place to go. He's going to come back stronger and leave the, the state and condition of the man even worse. Right. Okay, read on. 31st verse. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Oh, didn't even try, right? Mm-hmm. You know, as it were. They're stronger than us. Okay, read on. And they brought up an evil report of the land, which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of, sons of Anak, which come of, of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Yeah, so that's the report they're giving. They brought an evil report, brought a negative report, had not demonstrating that faith that Yahweh's going to deliver them and, and be fulfilling their promise of taking the land of Canaan, which matched the evidence and the witnesses that it was flowing with milk and honey and the fruit was there. Yep, there's enemies up there for sure. At the same time, Yahweh is not stopped concerning his promise and he's going to deliver them if they keep that faith. Okay, verse 14, mm-hmm. or chapter 14 and one, sorry. Mm-hmm. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. They cried and they wept. What they also forgot where they came from, right? <laughs> Yahweh had delivered them and brought them a mighty long way from Egypt and against the Red Sea. They thought they were dead, and he brought them that's that state of resurrection as they're dead against the Red Sea. But wait, Yahweh is salvation, bringing them on through that Red Sea. And they're crying because they, they forgot all those things. Okay, read on. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would Yahweh that we we had died in the land of Egypt, or would Yahweh we had died in this wilderness? Yep, that's what they thought. They said the same thing when they were up against the Red Sea. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? The same repeat, repeat, repeat. They haven't gone through that change, right? Mm -hmm. It's that metamorphosis. They're, They're like that grasshopper munching and munching on those leaves, which is great. But at some point in time, those leaves are going to all yellow and orange, and they're going to fall off the leaves. If you want to be a caterpillar forever, you're going to you're going to die a sorry death <laughs> because you got to change that butterfly because you got to what migrate south. You got to follow the sun or go whatever the migratory pattern is going to take you. It goes all back to that pattern. Right. You can't stay a grasshopper forever. You've got to go through that change, right? right. You know, the, the butterflies are still going to eat. But they're not, they're not earthbound anymore. They're, they have that liberty, glorious liberty in Yashem Messiah to carry on. Okay? Right. Uh, go down to uh, verse 4. All right. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Well, let's make a captain, right? Well, Moses, they weren't happy with Moses and murmured against him, thinking he's doing all this stuff, but it's Yahweh yeah, working through him. And he has his minister right there, Yahshua, right back there, which is a great mystery. But they murmured, let's, let's have a captain to bring us on down there. Everyone in this world and the earth plane is always looking for a leader, right? right? When there's a vacuum somewhere, people are gravitating to a leader. And it's no different than, you know, you think of the angelic. Lo and behold, there's these angels and who's the pretty one? Lucifer, right. right? People can gravitate to the pretty one, right? The one that's got something sweet to say. Not, not the one, <laughs> people don't gravitate to the calmly one, right? They didn't gravitate to Yash, the Messiah, right? And Because they weren't supposed to. There's nothing to desire. The 
nothing that they desired about him yet lo and behold by his stripes are you healed as it says in isaiah 53 there they are let's bring a captain to bring us on down to egypt okay read on mm -hmm. fifth verse then moses and aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of israel and joshua the son of nun and caleb the son of jephunneh which were of them that searched the land rent their clothes and they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, yep. saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If Yahweh delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not ye against Yahweh, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and Yahweh is with us. Fear them not. That's right. Fear them not. Keep going on. Keep enduring. Listen, the more we learn about Yahweh's purpose and plan, it's wonderful. And we're all still students here, regardless of how long we've been here, title, no title, whatever branch, it doesn't matter, or someone just listening to YouTube or whatever. You yeah. have to investigate to help you find and know something about Yahweh's purpose and plan, right? You've got to set aside all those things, just like the scripture lesson was talking about there, Matthew 19 and so forth. You know, the rich guy, you know, came up to Yahshua and said, hey, well, you know, he was rod. What, I got to sell all my stuff and give it to the poor? He had a love for the things that he obtained in this world rather than the love of the truth and rather than the love of Yahshua the Messiah. And mm -hmm. therefore, that's a barrier and a stumbling block. What are we going to give up to proceed on here? We come to these Zoom, to Zoom or YouTube classes. No one's, we tell you all the time, come back again, study with us. It's mm -hmm. not that all of a sudden you keep coming back, you're going to get invoiced in the mail, pay us this, pay us that. No, it's free. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, obviously you need a, a computer or a phone or a Wi-Fi signal and so forth, but we're no one's reaching out to you for money to do anything. Just to right. learn with him, right? Because that money isn't going to count you any, any which way. Yeah, he doesn't need money or any of those things. He He's he who creates all things for his will and for his pleasure, right? You know, go back. Uh, let's go back over to the, to the scripture lesson and uh, 19 and uh 20. All right. That's Matthew 19 and 20. Yep. The young man saith unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I? Oh, yep. Excuse me. What lack I yet? Yeah. So he's he's loved his father and mother and his neighbor and himself. You know, what am I lacking? Right. Mm -hmm. I've done I've done all those good things. I've done all you asked me to do. What am I lacking? Mm -hmm. Right. But and really that love that or your nature inside yourself is much deeper than your tears and your smiles and your hugs and, and the thing, simple things you do, those gestures, right? Mm -hmm. Much deeper than that. Uh, we'll get to Hebrews 4 and 12, I think, right after this, but read a bit further. All right, Yahshua said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. That's then said Yahshua unto his... And by loving his friends and neighbors and so forth, he probably earned good stature in his neighborhood, and people maybe right. partook of his business or whatever else it is, and he built up that reputation for those possessions and things. And you have to... Those are physical sacrifices to walk away from those things. What are you going to... You know, uh, people have done lots of different things for the truth but they're not going to give up those things that they labor hard for you know we what do we have we've got nothing 
what what is uh, first corinthians 6 19 what know ye not your body is the temple of the holy spirit you can make your body all pretty and all that kind of stuff like that or let it go but your body is one purpose and that's the temple of the holy spirit we mm. all have the gift of life but it doesn't mean we all have the holy spirit okay mm. go over to hebrews 4 and 12 please all right it's hebrews 4 and you said 12 yes please okay hebrews 4 and 12 for the word of Yahweh is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yeah, your thoughts and intents of your heart. You know what? You can put on the nicest face and have the, the most beautiful tears when you're apologizing to somebody but if that love or that kindness or that sorrow isn't in or that true sorrow for being wrong or mistreating somebody isn't in your heart it's not going to do you any good because the word of the hour is quick and powerful and sharper than any scalpel any sword you're going to find any laser you're going to find piercing the, the dividing the soul and spirit right he knows your thoughts and intentions and knows what's in your heart and he will deliver those that are his right and that's why, you know, he let those carcasses fall there, those that were disobedient in the wilderness, because they didn't have that love in them. They, they didn't remember those things that Yahweh did before them to bring them out of Egypt, out of bondage, and those generations who wanted to go back. And they brought some of their garbage, as it were, when they came on over and with that golden calf and worshipped that. Where did that come from? That calf didn't bring them through, and yet they said that they did, right? Itchy ears. We want to stay away from those things, right? Um First Thessalonians uh, seven, I think it is. Uh, uh, what chapter? Uh, chapter. Second uh, Thessalonians one seven. Okay, sorry. That's okay. Second Thessalonians one seven. All right. And to you who are troubled, rest with us when Yahshua the Messiah shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. There's that rest again, right? Back there, Yahshua Messiah, listen, my, my yoke is light. My burden is easy, right? You know, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, right? Mm -hmm. And he'll give you rest in him. This is before This is before the, the before he died, buried, and, and resurrected again, you know, before Pentecost. That rest comes after Pentecost, before you know you were stuck in those law, in the works, law of sin and death, and so forth. And like one of the other vessels, Juan, I think it was said, listen, you know those those uh, mosaic law there or the Ten Commandments weren't even given to us. And lo and behold, they slap it on you real fast, right? Mm -hmm. Once they put it on you, then all of a sudden you're in shackle and chain. You think you got to do something you weren't weren't debt you got to pay that wasn't given to you to do. Okay, mm -hmm. read on. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not Yahweh. And that obey not the gospel of our Savior, Yahshua the Messiah. And obey not the gospel. What's the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah? What? Know the name and love, right? Mm -hmm. You read about that in, in first, first John 3 and, you know, anyway, various places. It's that love, right? That name, that power of that name is so important that Yahweh's delivered them out of Egypt with that Yahshua, the power of Yahweh unto salvation, right? And he delivered them again. He's, he's setting them up to deliver and bring them to the land of Canaan. Well, those people came back with a false evil report. And lo and behold, that's denying that salvation, as it were. And you don't want it to be uh, having a form of worship of Yahweh. Oh, yeah, we know the names. We got the church, all these things, but denying the power of Yahweh. What's the power of Yahweh? Is the resurrection, 
right? And he's doing the same thing with you and the same thing that power with the butterflies, that resurrection is there right. crawling around. It's in a death-like state buried. And all of a sudden it's breaking on free, stretching his wings and it's following the sun, you mm. know, and, and you, you know, you and I are just humble, humble recipients of this. And it's amazing because I, you know, um, we do class in my house now, I guess, for all the different COVID rules, a small number of people here, we just hang on and uh, mm. we'll be here preaching the gospel. The last person standing, I see the five minute bell. Thank you. And, and my living room is very different now because I got one love seat. I got a thin chair, a thin table with a couple of chairs for the members to sit. And I leave the charts up, you know, mm. I'm, not, I'm not having a keg party or beer pong party or anything social or cooking dinner for my family, or, you know, whatever. I leave the charts up and it's great. And you sit here and you look at the charts mm. and you see things on those charts that you just, have probably looked at your entire life, never looked at, never looked at it deeply enough, or or realizing just sitting there this evening and listening to reflecting on meditating on one of the lectures that I listened to last night with Terry Welsh on the Charlotte call. And, and look at the ages and dispensations chart, and easy to look at that and think that's a historical document, mm-hmm. which part of it is, but also part of it has the future state, and there's also the state that we're in right now, that we're a living part of this element ages and dispensations chart it's not outside of us we're on that chart right there at the waiting of the revelation of yash the messiah now the word of the truth has gone out right and it's being gone it's being preached that gospel the various countries or the internet you don't know where this signal is going to go and and it's tough because you're trying to teach something and yet share something and you know you want to edify people at the end of the day don't worry about that Yahshua was the teacher is the one of the other vessels called on john 14 and 26 we're right on this edge of this line, waiting for Yahshua to come with this, you know, reveal from heaven with his mighty angels and so forth to move us out, wrap all things up and bring things back unto himself. As, as it says in Ephesians uh, 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 9 and 10, right? Accomplish his will. And it's all in. Let's get that Ephesians 1 and 9. All right. That is Ephesians 1 and 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has pur- purposed in himself. In himself, right? Mm-hmm. He's purposed it in himself. Wait mm-hmm. on. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in the Messiah. In one, mm-hmm. in the Messiah, right? Not mm-hmm. external. That law of Moses was external, right? The, the, the covenant back there, the children of Israel, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know what they had, they had the law on their outward parts and they had that on the doorposts and on their head in a box or whatever. Yeah, that's all external, but wait, it's on your inward parts. That Miss Holy Spirit's supposed to be in you. Right. Mm-hmm. And with that, you're supposed to have a new name. <laughs> right. And you, right. right. You read about that in revelations, right? White robe, a new name that, you know, I'm not going to run around, put on my name tag at work my new name but if i you know if i'm recipient <laughs> new name you know I'm, I'm i'm lionel and there's no salvation in that name or my last name and so forth i'm just trying to be a good soldier of yash the messiah and to labor on and endure to the end mm-hmm. hard times come but don't retreat right you don't want to retreat you know yeah like like they went over there those spies went over there caleb and, y- and yashua there went over and they saw that was the, the witnesses were true and you don't want to come back and change the story. He's going to deliver you against tremendous odds. Because what? What are you and I aren't worthy of anything? He's carrying us all along. We think we've, we we think we're walking along, and lo and behold, you look down and see, well, oh, Joshua's carrying you. You're not moving through anything. Mm-hmm. He's moving you to His purpose and plan to accomplish His will. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to hang on and not get those itchy years and 
as much as these things have been repeated over and over and over again and again, just like it says, uh, you know, in Deuteronomy 4 there, you know, take heed unto your souls, you know, and then Hebrews as well, and Hebrews the second chapter, don't let, lest you let it slip, right? You don't want to let this slip. We're not falling coming to devise fables where it's one idea or, or idea on top of another idea on top of another. We have witness upon witness upon witness, and the testimony is what's spoken, right? As mm -hmm. some of you folks go in a court of law, you know the witness test, the testimony is spoken under oath. That's the external, thank you. And there's also those witnesses that are that are external. When you meet somebody and they get their arms folded, doesn't you're not going to score very well, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you got to have that love be made manifest. Anyway, peace in Yahshua. Thank you for the opportunity. Hallelujah. And that brings a conclusion to today's lecture. We'd like to thank all of uh, our speakers and visiting brethren. And we thank Yahshua for giving us the opportunity to meet again. We hold classes here on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Sundays on Zoom are 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in-person classes, which there will be one this, this coming Sunday, that in-person class is at 11 a.m. to 1 a.m. And it will be streamed on Zoom. We will now close with the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory, majesty, dominion, and power for all times now and ever. Let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah.